Good morning, this is David Bennett, and this is Bitcoin And, a podcast where I try to find the edge effect between the worlds of Bitcoin, gaming, permaculture, podcasting, and education to gain a better understanding of all. Edge effect is a concept from ecology describing a greater diversity of life where the edges of two systems overlap. While species from either system can be found at the edge, it is important to note there are species in the overlap that exist in neither system, and that is what I seek to uncover. So join me in discovering the variety of things being created as Bitcoin rubs up against other systems. It is 10.06 a.m. Central Standard Time. No, daylight. I don't know, man. I'm having, I'm having all manner of issues. Month in the mountains. That's all I'm going to say. It's the 28th of July, 2020. This <clears throat> is episode 258 of Bitcoin. And let's start this song, bitch, off with 2A3DX. That is at uh, 2A3DEX. And when, um, let's see here. Ooh, wait a minute. Hold on. I got a problem. Going to hit pause. Just got a message. Uh, This is weird. All right, I'm back. It is now 1049 a.m. Central Daylight Time, and I've just learned that the best man at my wedding uh, has taken his own life. And I know that I shouldn't be laughing about that, but this will be number four for me. Uh, I've lost four people to suicide. So um, I'm not going to dwell on it. Uh, because we have other things to cover, but anybody out there who's contemplating suicide, please don't it. I mean, I, I get that, you know, the only, like some people are in so much pain that the only way to end the pain is something like suicide, but there's a lot of people left behind. And, you know, if you can, you know, if you can think of those people, it doesn't, it doesn't end the pain. And I get that, but it all that really happens is that the pain gets offloaded from you to a bunch of other people. Uh, just think about that going forward. If anybody here is so depressed that they're contemplating this kind of thing, please think of the others. I know it's like, it's okay. You can think of yourself as well. I get that because you're just as important as all the rest of the people, but offloading pain from one person to another is not the best thing in the world to do. So with all that said, I'm going to get back to the original programming at hand, and I'm going to try to do this without being all depressed. And I'm also not going to, I'm also going to try not to do it being all friggin' happy because I'm sort of, I'm all in the middle right here. I'm all kind of messed up, but the show must go on. 2A3DEX says in reply to a thread that is filled with stupidity, and I'm not going to get into it because you'll understand when you hear what 2A3DEX has to say. He says, I'm not talking about price. Bitcoin conception is something no other blockchain has been able to reproduce. Coin market cap is full of, quote, better tech and use cases, but that doesn't mean jack if it is in control of a centralized cabal. We don't need tech. We need hard money. And 2A3DEX is completely right, and I had never heard from this guy before today, 
or at least I didn't see if he was in my feed, I didn't see him. He was instantly followed and put into my Bitcoin list because that's the kind of attitude we need. We don't need tech. We need hard money. The tech helps in our particular case, but it's secondary to the meaning of what we're trying to do. Hard money, people. Hard money. Also, when I came home from my very, very long and freakishly weird vacation, uh, there was obviously a stack of mail, a huge stack of mail, bills and, you know, all kinds of shit that you really don't ever want to see. And all of them basically lost my attention the minute that I saw my package from Shawmery. That's right. The good people at Shamari has made a card game and they sent me one to kind of test out and I'm going to do so. And I, I honestly, I can't wait to, to get into this little, this little card memory game uh, that teaches a little bit about the um, uh, mechanics of, of the basics of Bitcoin. And I, I think we, we really do have a tendency to, you know, dismiss the basics a lot like, um, hash rate versus difficulty versus reward. I mean, the, 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 like the four or five essential things that make Bitcoin what it is. I think sometimes we lose sight of that. And I try to keep that in the back of my mind all the time, especially difficulty. I, the, the 21 million cap is one of my favorite things in the world, but for some reason or another, difficulty has, is actually my favorite. I don't know why it should be 21 million. I get it. But it, for some reason, there's something about the difficulty adjustment. That's like, oh my God, it forces game theory into a funnel. It literally walls off so much human greed and bullshit that it's, it's, it's beauty cannot be denied to me. So Anyway, I'm looking forward to playing this guy, this game. So guys over at Play S H A M O R Y or at Play Shamery, uh, thank you. I appreciate it. I'm gonna be digging into this with my son probably sometime tonight. Uh, Andreas Antonopoulos, yes, I know. I've just made somebody uh, that's listening to the show uh, cringe because there's many people that that don't like Andreas. I don't know. I'm on the fence with the guy. I, I think mastering Ethereum was a huge waste of time, but whatever. He is writing Mastering Lightning, okay? <clears throat> and he is in the process of authoring that right now. He's got an update. He says, today I'm continuing work on the node underscore operations chapter, which is about how to install, maintain, care, and operate a Lightning node, follow our progress, comments, or contribute here. And then it's github.com forward slash LN book forward slash LN book. So that's L like Laura in like Nancy book, LN book uh, forward slash that twice on github.com. And you'll be able to read what's going on there. Um, lastly, as far as this last for announcements. Yeah, this is last for the announcements. Neil would find just like, I don't know, man, he's going he, well, he's just broke open a whole hornet's nest worth of shit with this picture. And I'll read you the tweet first. It says, just as Bitcoin and gold start pumping and Goldman put out a warning about the longevity of the United States dollar, my local market supermarket suddenly put up all the prices on temporary labels. And sure enough, he's got pictures of the aisles 
And you're talking about, let's see, uh, th these aisles are one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. They, they're 11 shelves high, including the very bottom shelf. And all the way down the aisle, there are hundreds, hundreds of paper tags that are temporarily in place. This is a warning. I mean, this isn't even a warning shot. This is almost like a torpedo that was meant to kill your ass that just nicked the hull and didn't explode on contact. Be very careful. Be very careful because as far as I can tell, this is not in Venezuela. It's not in, uh, you know, Buenos Aires. It's not in freaking Ireland. This is here, right here in the United States. So be warned, be warned. All right. So now that that's all done, let's get into the snooze that you can use. The cost of Bitcoin surging 15% in 24 hours. $500 million in liquidations. Oh man, that's some, that's some bear meat in the fridge right there, bro. Nick Chong, writing this one sometime this morning, says hundreds of millions of liquidated or hundreds of millions liquidated as Bitcoin erupts higher. So it's basically, let's see. Yeah, it's mostly a bullet point list in some text. So we'll just go from top to bottom with the bullet point list. Number one, Bitcoin has seen explosive price action over recent days. As of this article's writing, the asset trades for $11,200, more than 10% higher than it was 24 hours ago. The recent price action was expected by many market commentators, though data suggests that there were also many Bitcoin traders liquidated, suggesting they weren't expecting the asset to move so damn fast. Data suggests that there was over $500 million worth of Bitcoin leveraged positions, both long and in short, liquidated in the past 24 hours. Oh my God, they both got destroyed. According to crypto trade, or sorry, according to a crypto trader, and that crypto trader is, let me make sure that I've got this guy, because they just say a, a crypto tw trader, and then they link to the, to the actual tweet. And it apparently is at CL207, and that tweet uh, is what they include. It, this tweet from uh, that person is what they include right here. It says over $500 million worth of Bitcoin short positions liquidated across all BTC derivatives platforms. The trader came up with the following list. Binance liquidated $126 million in shorts. BitMEX, $124 million in shorts. Wobi, $102 million. OKX is $95. Bybit is $52. And Darebit is $13 million in shorts liquidated. My God, the bear slaughter just was, is, you know, there's going to be a million flies on, on the dead carcasses <laughs> that are strewn about, man. Another trader noted <clears throat> around the same time that nearly $740 million worth of Bitcoin short positions have been liquidated over the past two days. This adds to the $210 million worth of long positions that we have, that have bit the dust partially due to rapid pullbacks as this market remains volatile. Yeah, dude, don't, Dude, longs, when these kind of movements are going on, 
I'm not a traitor, but even I'm not that fucking stupid. Come on, don't do that shit, dude. Despite the extreme strength of the Bitcoin price, there are some that think longs are getting overextended. As reported by Bitcoin as previously, one analyst commented that Bitcoin may not yet be bullish due to the high funding rates on all futures platforms. The funding rate is the fees long or the fee longs pay shorts to keep the price of the future close. So or to that of the index spot market quote as soon as the price had broken 100k or 10k fundings have skyrocketed across all exchanges this is not a bullish sign end quote as of the time of the article's writings longs are playing shorts approximately 0.1 percent every eight hours on bitmex this may not sound like a lot until you realize that these markets are leveraged meaning one's position can be chipped away at over the course of a few days the same trader shared in a separate analysis that he thinks unless bitcoin manages to hold above 10,500 on the macro basis he's not yet Yet bullish. Uh, some some think that more liquidations are possible as the Bitcoin investment case remains bullish. One trader recently shared the image below of BTC's macro price performance with the one-week relative strength index. <clears throat> Uh, the analyst suggests that this market could enter a full-blown bull market. Quote, the previous Bitcoin bull market started when we flipped the weekly RSI 60 from resistance to support. Every time we dropped below the weekly RSI 60, it was a perfect buy the dip opportunity. Well, duh. What if this happens again? Right now, we are trying to crush the RSI 60 line, end quote. And there you have it. So, uh, of course, because I'm not a trader, I don't specifically really at the fundamental level, get exactly what was said. But even I know stuff about RSI and resistance. And I kind of tend to agree that 10,500 has been a resistance line for a long time. If we keep above it, well, then kind of the sky's the limit. But dude, we've all, all gone through BART actions. And if you don't know what a BART pattern is, just, I don't know, type in like Google BART b-a-r-t pattern and twitter and bitcoin you'll learn real quick what the hell a bart pattern is u.s crypto exchange coinbase now has 35 million retail and institutional traders daily hodl staff writing this one for the daily hodl sometime yesterday the leading U.S. crypto exchange Coinbase says its user base of retail and institutional traders has grown to 35 million uh, in its crypto H1 2020 report. The San Francisco-based firm says in the first half of 2020, it witnessed a significant uptick of institutional investors such as multi-strategy hedge funds, venture capitalists, leading university endowments, and large family offices uh, that directly buy digital assets quote today coinbase operates the largest regulated exchange in the world a central pool of liquidity that combines the assets of our 35 million retail users and institutional clients so they're not exact when they say traders that's not exactly true that's we're not like or not we're i, I don't use coinbase fuck those guys uh but people that there are many people that use coinbase and they don't trade so that's when they said retail uh, base of retail and institutional traders has grown to 35 million. No, that's just regular Joes. Some of them are traders. Most of them aren't. And if you're real smart, 
neither are you. The exchange says a growing number of these institutional clients are convinced that cryptocurrency, particularly Bitcoin, and they literally list it as BTC, offers an alternative to current financial system regulated by central banks. Quote, investors are still in the early days of untangling the relationship between macroeconomic policy and crypto, but we are seeing a growing base of our institutional clients organizing around the thesis that BTC specifically provides exposure to an alternative monetary policy system with supply mechanics that are diametrically opposed to those of central banks in 2020. Scarcity versus expansion, predictability versus uncertainty, decentralization versus centralization, and software versus humans. Oh, I'd like to see that in a freaking cage match. Coinbase also says it noticed increased interest in crypto among fintech and brokerages, including Square, Robinhood, SoFi, eToro, Paysafe, and Zeus. Or Zeux. Z-E-U-X. I don't know. You be the judge. The crypto exchange says it's preparing for the entry of new players in the crypto spaces. It expects the trend to accelerate in the coming years. Quote, we anticipate that the combination of Coinbase's rapidly advancing crypto as a service capabilities, which make adding crypto easier for fiat native businesses, as well as visible success stories from public companies that have embraced digital assets, will continue to drive new entrants from the fintech, brokerage, and banking sectors. So we can hate on Coinbase all we want, and God knows I do, but 35 million? Wow, that's, I mean, it's, I'm going to say it's impressive insofar that 35 million people are like, dude, get me out. And it doesn't matter where they go. That's not their, that's not what they're thinking of. They don't know that Brian Armstrong sucks as bad as he does. They don't know Coinbase is a company that hates Bitcoin. They don't know that. And because they don't know that, they're completely oblivious to it. So therefore, I'm looking at it from the standpoint that they are literally flocking to the exits. Remember what Andreas said a long time ago in one of his videos? He said that Bitcoin represents a super highway out of your fucking fiat wars. That was what that was the statement he made that made me really like Andreas. And I started listening to him ever since he said that. I, again, still have my reservations about the man right now, but whatever. Celebrite launches crypto tracer solution to track illicit transactions. This is Felipe Erazo writing sometime this morning for Cointelegraph. And he says, Digital intelligence form Celebrite has launched its Celebrite Crypto Tracer Solution. That's C-E-L-L-E-B-R-I-T-E, Celebrite. The new offering is powered by CypherTrace and aims to trace illicit cryptocurrencies involved in money laundering, terrorism, drugs, human trafficking, weapon sales, and ransomware schemes. The suite of tools will be available to investigators, analysts, and non-technical agents who want to lawfully obtain evidence and trace criminals who use crypto like Bitcoin through the dark net. Ooh, we're, we're all evil. Citing figures from an Oxford University study, Celebrite states that it estimated $76 billion worth of illegal activities involved Bitcoin. I disagree. The Celebrite crypto tracer solution allows investigators to aggregate and curate millions of open source and private references, de deception data, whatever the fuck that is, and human intelligence resulting in a data set of over 522 million attributable points. 
Speaking with Cointelegraph, Lior Ben Peretz, Chief Strategy Officer of Celebrite, states that Celebrite Crypto Tracer is uh, able to uh, attribute millions of data points, such as account type, account holders, contract types, contract holders, and other metadata. It can also pinpoint where the illicit funds were headed, whether that be a wallet or an exchange. I'm stopping right there. You know why? Because I think this is bullshit. That's what I think. And I think you're going to see a whole lot more of these bullshit articles that are coming out. And I'm not blaming Cointelegraph right now for putting out the article. What I'm blaming is what's, what appear to me to be obviously on the surface, prima facie, false ass statements by Lior Ben Peretz, the chief strategy officer of Celebrite. In no way, shape, or form, if you're doing things even remotely correctly, could they get all of what he mentioned? And if you do it way correctly, then they're not going to get any of this shit. I mean, dude, coin, mixing, coin joins, uh, swaps, lightning network. Dude, you are not getting where my wallet is. You're just not. Okay, so... Lior Ben Peretz, I'm I'm sorry, but I I don't believe a single freaking word you're saying. But guys, be careful out there because this is not the last of people who are going to come to us telling us that they can see our shit when they can't. All right, so just be aware. What to expect from Bitcoin after Fed's two-day policy meeting is something that Yashu Gola wants us to understand. Also from Bitcoinist, and he says. Bitcoin rallied above $11,000 ahead of the Fed's two-day meeting. Policymakers will decide whether or not to maintain their benchmark interest rates near zero. A general market consensus notes that the Fed will refrain from making any changes to its easing program. In the short term, the news can help Bitcoin to continue its bull run. Bitcoin logged a surprising bull run at the start of this week, breaking above $11,000 for the first time in almost 11 months. Ooh, the numerology. The climb brought the cryptocurrency within striking distance of 11,500. Uh, excuse me. Nevertheless, a small downside correction ensued, entering the Tuesday session as traders waited for the U.S. Fed to announce whether or not it would continue its easing program. In retrospect, the Federal Open Market Committee will gather for a policy meeting on Tuesday and Wednesday in it. The committee will discuss the rising number of COVID cases in the U.S. and how it threatens their economy's recovery in the coming months. The grim outlook will increase the Fed's likelihood to take additional measures to calm investors. It may be in the form of a pledge to keep the interest rate near zero until the economy shows signs of a sustainable recovery. Meanwhile, the Fed's plan to continue its bond buying program will come at the expense of the U.S. dollar because... <laughs> I guess these people are much like Coinbase, who hates Bitcoin. I think the Fed hates the U.S. dollar. I, I never thought about it that way before, but I think they actually hate the U.S. dollar. Whatever. A weakening greenback this year has resulted in Bitcoin rally, or a Bitcoin rally, because it makes the cryptocurrency cheaper to buy in international markets. The U.S. dollar index edged 0.2% higher ahead of the Fed's meeting, but continued to trade near its two-year low. As for interest rates, the decision to keep them lower will directly impact the leading U.S. Treasury bonds. Any dovish policy will maintain an additional downward pressure on real yields. Late 
last week. They fell below zero, a move that sent investors looking for better returns and riskier assets. That also helped gold climb towards its all-time high at the beginning of this week. Bitcoin, on the other hand, broke above a resistance range that had capped its upside momentum for more than a year. Lou Crandall at Wrightson ICAP told of FT, I'm assuming that's Financial Times, that he expects the Fed to keep its interest rates unchanged. The analyst noted that the central bank is still measuring the impact of COVID resurgence on the economy. Quote, that said, we would not rule out the possibility that the Fed might be ready to hint that it will tilt its quantitative easing purchases toward longer maturities once the framework review is completed in the fall. In quote, he added, Thomas Kosterg, the senior U.S. economist at Pickett Wealth Management noted that Fed's inclinations to have its finger on the trigger would boost demand for safe haven assets like gold. That in turn would leave Bitcoin with more room to grow. The cryptocurrency was trading at 10876 at the time of this writing. And that's going to do it for that one. Although I, I, it's going to be interesting to see what the Fed says. It always is. And it's been even more fun over the last, well, since March. Actually, no. Since the repo markets broke, listening to what the Fed has to say has been an awful lot of fun. Uh, let's see, where, where are we at here on time? Okay, yeah, uh, when Bitcoin broke 11,000, back to volumes set record highs. This is by Shayura Malwa for Decrypt.co, and this was written sometime this morning. And it says, Bitcoin futures exchange back set a record for trading volume on its exchange. It announced yesterday. This came as the price of Bitcoin rallied from 9300 as high as 11300 a value not seen since August of 2019. Back tweeted, quote, our backed Bitcoin futures reached a new record high of 11,509 contracts traded today. Each contract equals one Bitcoin. That's an increase of 85% from our last record setting day. Let me just say that again. The last time that backed set a record on daily contracts, this one beat that by 85%. That's almost double their record. Let that sink in for a little bit, but not too long because we're continuing on with at the time of writing, the contracts are worth over 122 million. The most backed has ever seen since it launched in September of 2019. Yesterday's explosive activity comes after a month of relatively low trading volumes on backed as shown in the graph below. Daily trading volumes were below $40 million for the majority of the month. It shows Bitcoin futures on the exchange had average daily volumes of $23 million for its physically settled futures and $10.3 million for its cash settled futures. In contrast, firms like Darabit and Huobi account for billions of dollars in Bitcoin futures daily. Uh, Bax Bitcoin options had an even more dismal performance since June 15. There were zero options traded made on the platform. Crypto exchange Deribit sucked up most of the volume, averaging $993 million across the last month. Uh, before its launch in 2019, Bact was heralded to, bring, heralded to bring forth massive institutional interest in Bitcoin, courtesy of its ties to the NYSE and being one of the first fully regulated crypto exchanges in the United States. It's wholly owned by the Intercontinental Exchange, a leading operator of clearinghouses, data, and listing services. However, Bact's institutionally aimed market offering has failed to deliver. Institutional participation in the exchange is minimal. 
compared to rival offerings. But like most businesses in crypto, when prices go up, the volume comes flooding in. Well, I don't know, man. I was looking at the 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 books, the offer books, and they're not exactly as deep as I'd like them to be. But I am not going to bitch about eleven, you know, anything above eleven thousand. So whatever, man. Um, a twelve billion dollar advisory group CEO says BTC is a safe haven asset amid political tension. Turner right, writing it out for Coin Telegraph sometime. Very early this morning, Nigel Green, the CEO and founder of financial consultancy firm Devere Group, says Bitcoin's recent bullish activity shows it has the power to replace proven safe haven assets like gold. In a statement on the Devere Group's website posted July 27th, Green said Bitcoin is currently living up to its namesake as digital gold, while it and other cryptocurrencies are more likely to be seen as safe haven assets. Quote, up to now, gold has been known as the ultimate safe haven asset, but Bitcoin, which shares its key characteristics of being a store of value and scarcity, could potentially knock gold from its long-held position in the future as the world becomes ever more tech-driven. Yeah, yeah, it's like, you know, I, I can't send a bar of gold to somebody in India for services or products rendered. I can't. I ain't going to mail it because I don't trust them. And I don't have transporter technology. So what I do have is I do have some Bitcoin. I, well, I got some Satoshis. We'll say it that way. The CEO cited increasing political tension between the United States and China as one reason investors might choose decentralized, non-sovereign, secure digital currencies as a way to protect them from turbulence in traditional markets. Green's comments were made following BTC's rise to $10,000 on July 26, while the token is priced at more than $11,000 at time of writing. Gold has also reached new record uh, intraday high of $1,975 per ounce as of today amid news the u.s government would be passing another one trillion dollar stimulus bill in response to the economic impact of covid19 yes that's right my good people they're going to print another trillion which just is going to make the next trillion even easier to print after that keep it in mind quote it's about to plunge to new depths taking the american standard of living down with it said schiff oh Oh, wait, hold on, hold on. I messed up. I skipped a paragraph. Schiff. Prominent gold bug Peter Schiff has predicted the price of the commodity will continue to soar beyond $2,000 as the Fed keeps printing dollars. The U.S. dollar is currently at a two-year low, but Schiff says the decline of America's currency is just getting started. I agree with Peter. There are very few times that I agree with Peter, but there are also a good handful of times when, yep, he ain't lying. Quote, it's about to plunge to new depths, taking the American standard of living down with it, said Schiff. Both gold and Bitcoin, <coughs> <coughs> sorry, uh, may look better, look like better alternatives to some investors should the downtrend continue. Yep. Like I said, Peter Schiff ain't lying. Let's look at some markets. Vitalis Statisticados coming right at you, brother. Major indices, yet again, meh, complete. It's it is an op. It it it's a lesson in meh. All the major indices are just sideways. We've got the S and P down 
0.2, the NASDAQ is down 0.5, the uh, Dow Jones is down 0.4, FTSE is up 0.4, Nikkei's down point, uh, well, a quarter point, uh, Hang Seng's up almost three quarters of a point, Shanghai also up almost three quarters of a point, VIX is uh, getting a little stable because, well, the markets are complete meh and nobody nobody nobody's really going to do anything until the fed finally says what the hell they're going to do for this quarter or whatever month to i don't know whatever bonds meh i mean everything is down except the german bund and the japanese 10-year they're both up a little bit but the bun sometime overnight broke through 0.5 on the negative side for its yield so it cost you money to hold that bond. Oil's up a little bit from yesterday. It was 40 yesterday. Today it's 41, but I am showing that this, that somehow during the, uh, I guess the early morning trading of the futures, uh, it is down 1%. Natural gas is up 1%. Gold is up 0.7%. Silver is up 0.14%. Fuck that shit. Let's talk about real money. Bitcoin at 11,160. I got a low at hit BTC 9,000 or 9,000, sorry, $10,998. I got, is that going to be my high? Yeah. 11,160 is my high. 340,000 transactions performed in the last 24 hours gives us 14,000 transactions per hour on average. My God, 1.3 million BTC have been sent around the horn in 24 hours, giving us an average being sent per hour of 55,000 BTC. And holy shit, average transaction value while remaining relatively stable at 3.86 BTC, the median transaction value has risen dramatically to 0.065 BTC, which is about 725 bucks if you're keeping score over there. Block time is stable at 10 minutes and 8 seconds. We have 1.15 BTC being taken in fees on a per block basis. And holy shit, 162.1 BTC have been taken in fees overall in the last 24 hours. We lost 3% of our hash rate. We are now sub 130 to 129 exahashes per second. The last time somebody did a commit to the GitHub repository for Bitcoin was yesterday or no, wait, nope, nope, today. Ethereum 320, Bcash 293 BSV, ugh, 217. Litecoin is at 55. Ethereum Classic is at seven and a quarter. Doge rocking on at 0.0032 USD and at 50,000 transactions in the last 24 hours. It's blowing the living shit out of Ethereum Classic, Litecoin, and specifically it's clobbering the living daylights out of Bcash, which has its usual anemic 21,000 transactions. Nobody uses this bullshit change. Don't, don't let anybody tell you different. Uh, okay. What do we got going on here in the mempool? We have 78,000 transactions needing to clear. We have, <clears throat> that's going to end up being about 68 blocks to clear out the mempool. The price of Bitcoin for Clark Moody, uh, he's saying 11,070. So there's a little, just another data point there for you. And Lightning Network stuff. Again, this is all from bitcoin.clarkmoody.com forward slash dashboard, maybe dashboard, lightning capacity in total. 
978.9 BTC. We have, oh, that's going to be about 10, like yesterday, about $10.8 million worth of liquidity over 7,360 nodes, representing 36,813 channels. Tor capacity holding at 44.9%, giving us 439.7 BTC in there. And that's going to be spread across 2,148 nodes. Uh, that's gonna do it for vitals. Part two of the morning roundup starts with former Greek finance minister says Bitcoin unfit to replace money. Remember, this is the former Greek finance minister, Ioannis Varoufakis, and he said that while blockchain is a remarkable technology, yeah, they always say that, replacing fiat currencies with Bitcoin will only make crises worse. Liam Frost writing this one for Decrypt.co. Thank you for not having uh, a page full of ripple bullshit, Decrypt. Thank you. I do appreciate that. Greece's former finance minister, Giannis, knows a thing or two about financial crises. In 2015, when he was in charge, the country was in such financial straits that it was unable to pay a $1.6 billion or a billion euros to the International Monetary Fund. Now he is using that expertise to discuss whether Bitcoin could succeed as a replacement for fiat money. In an open letter published Monday, he argued that Bitcoin shouldn't replace fiat since this will only make capitalism uglier, nastier, and more dangerous for humanity. <laughs> Jesus. Just, just say you're a socialist and, and wear a communist flag, dude. On the other hand, he said, there is some potential in blockchain technology itself. Oh my, oh my. In his letter, Vafafakis argued that Bitcoin is incapable of reacting to various economic woes, such as the current coronavirus pandemic, because its monetary policy is hard-coded and cannot be changed easily. That's a feature not a bug, you dumb piece of shit. Quote, quote, consider the crash of 2008 or the more recent 2020 COVID-19 induced crisis. Suppose that central banks did not have the capacity instantly to create trillions of dollars, euros, pounds, and yen. It's so hard to read. And instead had to rely on a spontaneous majority of Bitcoin's users to agree to a massive increase in the supply of money. Not going to happen. Uh, he added, the result would be a 1929 like collapse of banks and corporations in quote bullshit you yeah yeah i trust you <laughs> look what you did with greece the bitcoin supply is limited to 21 million a hard cap that is unlikely to change until this hard cap is reached the supply is created at a constant rate that halves every four years the bitcoin network is unable to increase the supply at will although its proponents argue this is a good thing yeah feature not a bug pointed out that Bitcoin ownership is very unequally distributed and people who own a lot of it won't be thrilled by the idea of increasing its supply. <laughs> you think? Since it will devalue their own holdings. Oh my God, you are making the argument for all fiat holders in the world. That's the same argument. You're doing it to fiat. You can't do it to Bitcoin. So you're pissed. That's your that's the end of your expertise in finance. It is no wonder this world is ready to burn down. 
Thus, if Bitcoin is to replace fiat currencies, it will only exacerbate the problem of wealth inequality during crises and incentivize the rich to retain, quote, their private rents at their expense of the public interest socialist, quote, in short, the free rider program that guarantees the maximal reinforcement of any capitalist crisis will be turbocharged by the unequal ownership of Bitcoin, which is unavoidable in any monetary system overlaid upon contemporary capitalism socialist. And even if Bitcoin would replace traditional money, Vakas argued, it won't change much for the majority of people in capitalistic systems. Quote, property rights over land, resources, and machines remains as they are while private equity firms and pension funds continue to own the bulk of shares trading in Wall Street, the city, etc. Weird. All that will have changed is that central banks will vanish and the community of Bitcoin users will determine the global money supply. I'd rather have it be Bitcoiners than you guys. You guys suck at this shit. Nothing will change at firm and company levels as well, he continued, since still, quote, Jeff Bezos, who still controls a massive monopoly, cum monopoly, while the Facebooks and ExxonMobils of the world will continue to dominate their marketplace and exploit weaker economies. God, this guy is a horrible writer. And I'm not, I'm not talking about the author here. This is the... This Varoufakis guy, he's writing this. The dude can't write. That's sad. All the while, private banks will just find new ways to create various assets, but pegged to Bitcoin this time around. Quote, private banks would find ways of creating complex derivatives based on Bitcoin, derivatives that will soon, just like Lehman Brothers CDEOs prior to 2008, function as stores of value and means of exchange as private money. Varoufakis wrote, adding that replacing fiat money with Bitcoin could take us back to a postmodern version of 19th century America, not exactly a prospect socialist should go to the barricades for. End quote. Good God, this guy. All these factors combined will inevitably lead to new depressions made even worse by Bitcoin's inability to increase its supply and adapt to crises in some way or another. In short, not only will the democratization of money via Bitcoin fail to democratize capitalism, but it will also give an almighty boost to the forces of regression. End quote. Summarizing, he compared the monetary system to a dog's tail, as it cannot wag the capitalist dog by itself. Democratizing money by means of monetary commons will not democratize economic life, but rather make capitalism uglier, nastier, and more dangerous for humanity. Still, Greece's ex-finance minister reiterated that while Bitcoin might not be the answer to capitalism's many pitfalls, Blockchain technology may very well become instrumental in creating a new kind of financial structure. Quote, having said all this, a monetary commons that may very well rely on something like the blockchain underpinning Bitcoin will, I have no doubt, be an essential aspect of the democratized economy of socialism. He actually says it, of socialism. Varoufakis concluded, but what is blockchain without Bitcoin? Well, at least this author for Decrypt gets it right. So... Dude, that whole thing, <clears throat> that whole thing is is really funny to read simply because I got a socialist that helped destroy his country's economy telling us that everything we're doing is wrong because everything we're doing is complete opposite of what they have been doing. I'm telling you, you don't have to listen to these people and they can pull out a wheelbarrow full of master's degrees and PhDs and fucking Nobel laureates like Paul Krugman. You can pull them all out 
And you can have them all up against a wall, pointing their fingers at us, telling us that we're stupid. You don't have to listen to these people anymore. You, you now, not just from me, but from every other person in this space that has finally woken to fuck up, you have permission to look at these people, point back and say, I don't think you know what the hell's going on. And they can wave their PhD at you as much as they want. And it doesn't matter because at the end of the day, they still take a shit. They still take a piss. They have to eat. Their blood is red. They may not be human, but they sure as shit look like it. I mean, I hate to be that, you know, scrappy about it, but dude, I'm getting tired of these people who have wrecked their economies, wrecked the lives of millions of people, pointing their finger at us, telling us how we're stupid because everything we're doing is not what they do. And I'm like, well, what you did was destroy the lives of millions of people. So yeah, I'm not going to do what you did. And I'm not going to get behind anything that does anything remotely like what you've done. Continuing, Helen Parts is writing this one for Cointelegraph. Swiss SIX exchange list actively managed Bitcoin ETP. Nice. When was this written? Oh, this morning. Swiss Six Exchange, one of the world's largest stock exchanges, is listing a new cryptocurrency exchange traded product or ETP. Dubbed the Bitcoin Capital Active ETP, the new trading product represents an actively managed crypto ETP trading Bitcoin against 14 top altcoins like uh, Ether and exiting to fiat without active involvement from investors. <laughs> Claimed to be the world's first actively managed crypto ETP, the new product is now listed on six exchange under index BTCA. The BTCA is registered by Swiss-based crypto investment management firm Aficus and issued by Bitcoin Capital AG. The new product is issued at 100 Swiss francs, the firm said. Maddie, you know I suck at that. Chairman of Ficus board explained that the issue price of BTCA was driven by the desire to accommodate and facilitate market liquidity, retail concerns, and portfolio management rebalancing requirements. Radadaggy, whatever her name is, noted that investors now have a new option of investing money into a crypto ETP that discharges their direct involvement comparing the BTCA to traditional discretionary portfolio management. Radagaggy said, added that the new product should be a good fit for the nascent crypto market. Quote, time will tell how this innovation will impact the industry. Arguably, an actively managed discretionary ETP may be better suited for the still nascent cryptocurrency markets because it focuses on active risk management more than in a systematically driven passive ETP, end quote. <clears throat> this is a mouthful. The list of cryptocurrencies authorized for trading is defined and driven by six exchange, the Radagaggy said. It actually says the Radagaggy. We have chosen coins that have their own blockchain, high market capitalization, and a large liquidity pool. He noted that the ETP does not include privacy coins, you'd think. In traditional finance markets, an ETP is a type of security that is priced derivatively and trades based on investment tools such as a commodity, a currency, a share price, or an interest rate. Opposed to crypto exchange traded funds or crypto ETFs, crypto ETPs are always 100% backed by the assets that they are tracking. Swiss Six Exchange has listed multiple crypto ETPs since listing the world's first crypto ETP in late 2018. At the time, the stock exchange listed Amun's crypto basket ETP called HODL, which trafficked, or sorry, trafficked. Man, I'm, I'm not helping the whole thing. Okay. 
which tracked five major cryptos like Bitcoin, Ether, XRP, Bcash, and Litecoin. Since January of 2020, Six Exchange has also been actively listing numerous ETPs backed by crypto asset manager 21 shares. So yeah, we're not going anywhere apparently. Nobody's interested in this shit. I mean, it's just horrible how many people are not actually actively making products from Bitcoin. Do not listen to the PhD economist and the Nobel laureate economist point at you and laugh. Just turn your backs on them. Walk away. One of the largest Bitcoin whales on record just transferred $156 million in crypto. Daily Hodel staff writing this this morning for clearly the Daily Hodel. A giant Bitcoin whale just emptied one of the richest crypto wallets in existence. The unknown whale transferred a total of 15,022 BTC worth 166 million to three separate wallets for a fee of 91 cents. Should I read it again? I don't think so. I, 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 I should, but I can't. I got a buck. $166 million has been spread across three freaking wallets for a dollar. $166 million for a dollar in transaction fees. Oh, maha transaction fees. Most of the BTC, about 14500 worth, more than $156 million was transferred to a single wallet. The sending address was the 45th richest in existence, according to the ledger analysis uh, platform BitInfo charts. The Bitcoin in question could be owned by an exchange, custody provider, or an institution. However, none of the addresses involved are known to be tied to any companies in the cryptocurrency industry. The BTC whale could also be an early investor who is trading BTC over the counter or shifting assets to new addresses for security and maintenance purposes. The mysterious Bitcoin holder isn't the only whale moving large amounts of crypto. Whale Alert tracked 15 Bitcoin transfers of at least 1,000 BTC on Monday. Five of those transfers appear to be tied to a 2016 hack of the crypto exchange Bitfinex. The cyber thieves involved in the hack moved about 2,500 BTC worth more than 27 million in nine separate transactions. So getting back to the one in hand, a dollar. A dollar to move $166 million worth of BTC into three wallets. Maha fees. Yeah, I get the fuck over it. China's Ton spinoff launches testnet and token airdrop as if the stupid just won't stop. We have Helen Parts writing this one for Telegraph, Cointelegraph, that is, two hours ago. As the official Telegram open network is being prepared to shut down on August the 1st, global TO1 technology projects continue progressing. I wouldn't call it progress. Toncommunity.org, one of the multiple spinoffs of Telegram's unlaunched blockchain network, has announced that its testnet is now live, ready to defraud. After announcing plans for a separate Ton network in late May, Toncommunity.org launched the testnet on July the 28th. The project's founder, Tuz Wu, told Cointelegraph, Alongside the testnet launch, TonCommunity.org is holding an airdrop <laughs> helicopter money chop, 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 of mainnet tokens known as Ton Coins. 
The latest airdrop is available for all Telegram users and features 10 million Ton coins, Wu said. Dubbed Testnet 3, the Chinese Ton community's testnet poses itself as a continuation of the official, of, <laughs> official Ton network, which is often referred to as Testnet 2. As the official Ton developer announced that their testnet will be shut down by August the 1st, 2020, tonkcommunity.org invited the community to join the new testnet as validators to continue using the network. Like it won't be shut down either. Originally established in China, TonCommunity.org has been going uh, going international since it was set up in May of 2020. According to Wu, the project's key members now include people from countries like China, Singapore, and Russia. Backed by the Chinese Ton community, TonCommunity.org is not only the successor to the Ton, was the only successor to the Ton uh, official network. There are at least two other initiatives that decided to implement Telegram's original open source blockchain technology after Telegram had to terminate the project following an unsuccessful legal bag- battle with the United States regulator prior to Telegram officially abandoning the project on May the 12th. The Free Ton community launched the Free Ton blockchain on May 7th. Cointelegraph also reported on a similar initiative known as New Ton, like Newton. Free Ton has recently distributed 1.3 million tokens in a series of contests for developers and network validators on July the 21st. The SEC's Hester Price criticized authorities for shutting down Telegram's blockchain project, widely known as Crypto Mom. For advocating for emerging technologies in crypto, the commissioner publicly stated that she did not support the SEC's action against Telegram's project blockchain since day one. Yeah, it's a scam. And the reason I read that shit to you is so that you know that this shit's not over and it's not going to be over. And if you're waiting for all the shit coins to eventually just die, they're not going to. There's always going to be a couple of idiots who think they're going to be able to defraud somebody because they have control of an active quote-unquote blockchain. It's not going to go away. Brian Armstrong is going to be one of the people that make sure that shit coins are always in your life hither and yon from end to end from now until fucking eternity. So please, please, please understand that the following story is what's going to result. Total value locked in DeFi hits a staggering $4 billion. Daily Hodel staff writing this for the Daily Hodel. Sell, sell, sell. Oh, God. I'm telling you, man, because of people like Brian Armstrong and the fact that these things that have been created are they're just not going to die you're going to get shit like this now the argument against what i've just said there is like but david this is all about ethereum and ethereum is awesome no it's not freaking shit coin stop it just stop it this is going to happen on every platform did this this quote unquote for right now, success of DeFi is just going to supercharge the other shit chains to figure out a way to do the same thing. Our mission as Bitcoiners is to let all the sewage just drain down the pipes without thinking that it's anything other than sewage draining down the pipes. Okay, because this shit's going to get shut down. Just like ICOs, in the uh, 2007, you know, for the 2017 uh, ICO frenzy, man, if you don't think, if you've got an address and you can be found, you're going to be found. They're going to drag your ass into court and they're going to sue the living shit out of you and then throw you in freaking prison, right? This DeFi shit, 
at one point or another, it's it, first of all, it's never going to stop just like shit coins because human greed knows no boundaries. And it also doesn't recognize shackles and chains. The amount of value locked in decentralized finance has soared to $4 billion, according to DeFi analytics and ranking site, DeFi Pulse. <clears throat> the decentralized finance platform shows the parabolic, ooh, Trav, the parabolic growth of the total value locked uh, in DeFi protocols this year. The total value locked in DeFi protocols hovered above or below 1 billion in April. The amount skyrocketed to three on July 22nd, only to surge to four on July 25th, representing an increase of over 33% in a matter of three days and over 320% in three months. Platforms maker, Compound, and Avi, or whatever the hell it is. <clears throat> Are the top three DeFi protocols based on TVL? Uh, that's the total value locked. All three are lending protocols run on the Ethereum blockchain. According to DeFi Pulse, $1 billion is locked into Maker, while $735 million and $456 million are locked in Compound and AV, respectively. DeFi Pulse tracks the TVL of 36 protocols at the moment, with use cases including lending derivatives, decentralized exchanges, assets, and payments. The amount locked in DeFi has grown steadily over the last few years. In 2018, the value locked in DeFi totaled just $180 million. By September of 2019, that number soared to $1.2 billion. And yeah, that's going to do it for the end of that particular uh, episode of Stupidity. Uh, you know, what to say about this shit? I mean, I honestly, honestly believe that this whole DeFi thing if I say the following, I don't get it. I don't understand it. I'm going to be pointed at and say, well, you're too dumb to understand how you're going to get rich out of DeFi. I don't think that's it. I think this is a fucking fraud is what I think. I think that Ethereum is being turned into exactly what the fiat system has been turned into over the last 150 years. There's going to be derivative after derivative after derivative product on it. And all the smart money is going to look for something that either is hard like Bitcoin. And don't get me wrong. Bitcoin can be deveritized, de if that's even word. But as long as you own the actual token and hold the keys, because not your keys, not your Bitcoin, then you can let whatever idiot ride derivatives all over Bitcoin because you know that you actually have yours, but all the people that think they own Bitcoin, they're being defrauded into thinking that they own Bitcoin on the derivatives and they really don't own their own Bitcoin. Those suckers, you'll be buying their house at auction. Hodl your Bitcoin. Fuck all the rest of these people because there's going to be a lot of wreckage on all this. So Hold, you know, hold strong. And that's the end of the morning roundup. Let's see if I got a daily train wreck for today. Okay, before I um, move on with something else, there was something I forgot to tell you about. It's called the BitcoinDominance.com website. And it measures Bitcoin dominance. And I know you're probably like, gag me with a spoon. This one's a little different. This is the real Bitcoin dominance index. So let's see what they say, what the website says about what is the real Bitcoin dominance index. 
The real Bitcoin dominance index calculates Bitcoin's market share among proof-of-work coins attempting to be money. It excludes all ICOs, stable coins, and other centralized products. The only coins included in the real Bitcoin index is Bitcoin, Litecoin, Ethereum, BSV, Bcash, and they actually call it Bcash. They actually write it out as Bcash and not Bitcoin Cash. I'm not converting that. They actually understand that it's shit and Bcash. Monero, Dash, Zcash, Bitcoin Gold, Ethereum Classic, Dogecoin, and Decred. That's it. What is the Bitcoin dominance readjusted for this particular value? 79.47% on July the 18th or 18th, the 28th, which is today. That's the Bitcoin dominance. I like this. I really, really do uh, because it just filters out the sewer, the sewage or sewerage of all the stuff that has really polluted the ecosystem. Uh, I mean, I'm not saying that I'm a fan of any of the co other coins they listed. Certainly not BSV. That shouldn't even be on there. Uh, like, and I don't like Bcash or Monero or Dash. I mean. I have a special place in my heart for Doge, as you all know, but it's not because I think it's valuable. It's just because I think it's fun. <laughs> that's about it. Um, but yeah, that's BitcoinDominance.com. BitcoinDominance, all one word, dot com. Go give it a spin and see how you like it. Let's see what we got on deck for the daily train wrecked. Now, am I ready? Am I ready? I think I might be ready. It's possible that I could be ready. Okay, I think I'm ready. Uh, let's see here. Uh, who's who's got it? Who's got it? Let's see. Sorry, got to scrolling through my stuff. Okay. Oh yeah, here here we go. But before we do, before we do the actual train wreck, let me give you an appetizer from Senator Markey. This is Senator Ed Markey who tweeted out earlier today, we need to give everyone $2,000 a month until this crisis is over. I say we sure do. I need dry powder to buy me some Bitcoin. Okay, here's the real actual daily train wreck. This is from coming from Kane.eth, which any of these people that put their name in .eth is an ETH head, okay? Uh, he says, I like lawyers and accountants as people, but even the absolute best need to incorporate their advice into a framework that adheres to the real world in some sense. We left the real world in DeFi a while ago, so they are just not going to be able to advise you on all options. Like what? The best fucking color to wear to prison? I mean, honestly, dude. I mean, what are they not going to be able to advise you on? I'll tell you what they're going to be able to advise you on. They're going to be able to advise you exactly why you're going to jail. Because jails are not going away, even with Bitcoin. Okay? That, I mean, there's a lot of stuff that's going to stay the same. I don't know why everybody's all, you know, like, especially the people that are like, like this, the guy from Greece who's freaking out about Bitcoin replacing all fiat. It's not going to replace all fiat. Sure, it would be better if it did, but humans, us little hairless monkeys, have a tendency to be stupider a lot longer than the markets are saying. Does that make any sense? Whatever. In either event, 
your DeFi, you're going to get in trouble because you're, I mean, this is like you're selling, not only are you, have you sold illegal securities, you are now engaged in fabricating instrumentations that need a whole shitload more of stuff like regulation to, to not be illegal in the eyes of the crown. I don't like the crown. I'm not saying that I think these guys should go to jail. I'm saying they are going to go to jail. Okay, this is bullshit. And $4 billion, when all that crap evaporates, the amount of lawsuits and stuff that's going to come down the pipe is going to be immense. Do not, I mean, okay, fuck it. It's a financial advice, I guess. I, I can't, there's no way in good conscience I could tell anybody to go out and get into DeFi. It's not even worth the time for me to figure out exactly what it is. This whole lending thing, if that's what it really is, and I honestly don't believe that it is. I think money's being printed to make it look like people are getting returns. And when that shit dries out, people are going to go to jail. Okay, so this Kane, K-A-I-N dot ETH, and it's like, I think it's the at for Twitter is at K-A-I-Y-N-N-E. Oh, dude, this guy's got, this is actually just one tweet of a whole damn thread of utter stupidity and the belief that DeFi is the way. Do you remember 2017? ICOs were going to replace Bitcoin. And it hasn't. And now the lawsuits are starting. Wait two or three years. And what'll happen? DeFi wasn't. And the lawsuits will be starting. You're going to go to prison. And the lawyers that you say don't understand and cannot advise you on things. They're the first people that you're going to get on the phone and say, help me. My entire life has been completely destroyed because I'm a complete damn idiot. So there's your smoldering pile. Terrible Joke Corner, as usual, brought to you by Dad Says Jokes. Why? It's got some good jokes, like this one. What borders on insanity? Canada and Mexico. It's not so much us Americans as the federal government, although there are some severely messed up citizenry in the United States. And this is sort of, I think, we, you know, some of us also forget this kind of thing, too. I mean, even as an American, as a United States citizen, I rail and bitch and moan against our government like nobody's business. And don't let anybody tell you that I'm not a patriot. Being a patriot has nothing to do with kissing the ass of the fucking crown that takes your property from you without your permission at the point of a goddamn gun. That's not a patriot. That's a spineless, ballless sack of soy. That's what that is. Okay, a real patriot believes in the actual country itself, not the government. The country itself has resources, has land, and has its citizenry. And much of the citizenry has been brainwashed into being complete and total weird-ass dweebs right now. But that's going to filter out. I guarantee it. It's going to filter out. Okay. Yes, we're going. It's not going to take. It's not going to be quick. And yes, we're going to have to deal with this 
raging Marxism, socialism, anti-capitalist bullshit. But honestly, they, I mean, they, it's not that those people have a point. I just understand why it is that they're so pissed off because the capitalism that we see is not the capitalism that, that we should be getting. What we see is clear corruption, crony capitalism, and a complete bastardization of that situation from the printing of the money all the way up to the trading of derivatives. And a derivative is nothing other than a way to make you feel better about gambling by not calling it going to Vegas. That's because they, like, if I trade a derivative or if I buy a derivative, I don't produce anything and nothing will ever get produced by my purchasing of a derivative. Nobody, I mean, the only thing that can happen is I can either take somebody else's money and add to my stack or somebody takes my money because I bought the wrong derivative and I lost on that gambling bet and somebody takes my money and adds it to their stack. It doesn't produce anything. Okay. Our entire system, our entire system has become a casino from the, the, from the cashiers at the window who just say, we need more chips. So they call the company and say, print us more chips so that we can give them to these assholes so that we can take our 80% because that's what's happening. And anybody who thinks that I'm, that I, I don't know what I'm talking about. Again, I'm, I'm getting to the point now where it's like, just because you took an economics class from some asshole at Yale does not mean he actually taught you well, or she, or it, or what, what's the, what's the, oh, you know what? It doesn't matter. You, you know what I'm saying? You don't have to trust these people with degrees. You don't have to trust the people that say that they can teach, you know, teach economics. You don't have to trust financial advisors. Know your own self. Just do that. Know your own self. Listen to your gut feelings. Okay. This in this entire thing that's going on in the United States from the, the rise of Marxism and the supposed death of capitalism, which I got spoiler ain't going to happen. All of it, all of it stems back to the fact that the federal government, which is not the United States of America. Okay. We are, the people are, but not the government. Okay. Those are the guys, they don't even live in a state. They, they, or work in a state. They're in Washington, DC, which we specifically sequestered off from the United States. It's not technically the United States and that's where they all work. It's not a state. It's not a county. It's this thing carved out of a marsh. And it's not even, it's, it's not part of Maryland. It's not part of Virginia. It's not, it certainly isn't part of Texas because we won't have that kind of shit here. It's something completely different and should be treated as something completely different. But through their actions of printing money and allowing a casino to form around printed money, they have destroyed the lives and the hopes and the dreams of millions of people across decades. What do you think is going to happen? Did you think it was, did you think socialism wasn't going to start coming up? Because that would be foolish. With this kind of shit running around, there's only one thing that can come up. And that's like, we've, we, we just, we, everybody should be equal. Well, fricking duh. And if you'd let capitalism roll the way capitalism is supposed to roll, you'd be a hell of a lot closer to that outcome than anything we got now and anything Marxism or socialism ever produced ever infinity fricking period. 
Oh my God. Am I ranting again? Shit. Okay. Um, let's go ahead and just get to the outro here because we are now, Ooh, wow. We're an hour and 10 minutes. Oh my God. I got to I got to wrap it up. Um, getting terrible news like this, um, with my, uh, friend dying is made a little bit easier insofar that, uh, when my uh, friend died, by the time that I got the news today, I kind of hadn't spoken to him in about four or five years. Uh, it's not that we were on, it's not that we were on the outs or anything like that. It's just that this did have, sometimes it happens. Sometimes you got friends that just, you just kind of drift apart, but this is my fourth. This is my fourth friend that's committed suicide. And yeah, I mean like one of them was just a childhood friend, but the other three have been at, you know, points in my life, very close to me, very, very close. So the distance between us does help, but it's never going to help enough to make me not think about this for years. Actually, probably until, until my grave is what, you know, exactly what happened. And I kind of know what happened, but that's none your business. Don't take that the wrong way. That's my freaking name on Twitter. You know me. Anyway, listen, it's been fun. It's been real. I got to hand over the office to my wife so that she can do some, uh, do some writing and stuff like that. Um, now hit, oh, oh, share the pod, man. I'm like, I kind of screwed up by not having anything set up to just go out on automatic. So I, my listenership is like, I don't know. It's in the sewerage with the ICOs automatically. So if you could help a brother out, tweet the pod, like the pod, share the pod. I don't know. Uh, write down the pod's address into a paper airplane and fly it off a bridge over an interstate. I don't give a shit. But a five-star rating on uh, Apple iTunes was, would be very, very helpful. I hope you enjoy these things because... The whole reason I made the pod was simply to get the news out on a daily basis because I, that's what I wanted. I wanted somebody to read me the news and nobody was reading me the news. And I'm like, well, if not you, who? So that said, if you can help a brother out by doing some marketing for me, I'd appreciate it. We're all part of the marketing team for Bitcoin. Without us, Bitcoin doesn't succeed as well or as fast as if we are literally working for Bitcoin, even if you got to do it for free. There's got to be something better. And it's on the other side. This has been Bitcoin and, and I'm your host, David Bennett. I hope you enjoyed today's episode and hope to see you again real soon. Have a great day.